0: The Hawks were hoping for an Easter miracle against one of the in-form sides of the competition, but it wasn't to be. Old rivals Geelong, the victors this time around. In the end, we saw a little bit of everything at the MCG. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So let's discuss it all right here on the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'm joined by a man who had to be impressed with the switch to Mitch. G'day, Tiz. Yeah, basically the only highlight, right? (laughs) <laughs> I think there was a few more silver linings than that I'm, but, uh, a, I'm a bit flat bit flat it's never nice losing to Geelong let's face it uh, it wasn't so
1: much that it was just that we were nearly there all day and we just lost
0: concentration at the end of quarters and I mean we lost
1: by a goal a quarter that's
0: all doesn't it just sum it up that's it sort of wraps it up in a nice neat little package and Hawthorne j- where where we are at the moment where we don't have the personnel out on the park
1: and the cats were over celebrating yeah I was like you know, ugh. I disgusting. don't know. But- then there's that little jab to the back
0: from Hawkins. No, yes, the one that uh, was clearly going to go unpunished. Well, he got a fine. He got two grand, which oh, is nothing. Oh, that'll that'll make a hole in the Hawkins retirement fund. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not exactly a deterrent, is it? He's got form in that area. Yeah. He's going to do it again. If anyone could possibly have gone a week, it was Hawkins. Exactly. For that. Where are the AFL this week? Are they? Uh, do they want to stamp it out of the game or are they just, just not fussed this week? Just pathetic. You know, people on Twitter, they pointed out, well, come on, mate. The umpire didn't see it. I'm not asking for a free kick. I can accept that, you know, a free kick can't be paid if it's not seen. Isn't that what we have the match review stuff for? Like yep. you, you got to condemn it. It's that exactly way. what it's for. Yeah. So why not make an example of him? As we were a few weeks ago, saying that off the ball stuff was uh, it was not allowed. I mean, we just we've just forgotten about that now. But I guess this is just the way of modern day AFL, isn't it? Which it's just plagued by inconsistencies. Two grand seems pretty pretty small. Oh, it's about what I
1: expected. Yeah, but given their salaries, that's that's nothing. You could do that. To a player to just get the edge on them for the rest of the game? Of course, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. So I mean, Tell me that's not financially relevant. You've got to say, though, the
1: umpires... As I said, I'm yeah. flat, angry <laughs> and testy. I,
0: <laughs>
1: if there's one person that should be doing the round tonight, it's me. You seem quite cheerful. You're looking on the bright
0: side of things. Yeah, I'd say that's where I'm at. I'm quite optimistic with Hawthorne at the moment. I, I'm disappointed because I thought we, you know, as you say, we we're almost there. But I accept that, you know, we have our shortcomings as a, as a team at the moment with the uh, the people, the players that are available, uh, the talent that we've got out in the park. Uh, you know, things just aren't quite I'm still together. frustrated. <laughs> okay. I'm, that, that forward line, so much talent, so little result. Well, Clarko knows it. This, this is the thing, mate. Our coach knows exactly where we're at, and he's addressed that this week. Who was our best forward? Was it Poppy? Probably Poppy, wasn't it? <sighs> I mean... He has a crack, but, I mean, he's he's used Two all...
1: goals, doing everything, running around, never getting a free kick, well, he's putting used all the pressure all out of position.
0: On. He's all he, position. in our structure and our system. He always looks it's... out of position. He's a dwarf up there. <laughs> they I'm... kick it on top of his head all the time. Well, this is what I'm saying. We could use it a lot better. We could use the footy a lot better when when we're going forward. Our, our attack is the weakest point on the ground for us. Anyway, this is, this is how I was at the game yesterday. Really <laughs> yeah. whingy and I almost booed. Oh you almost booed. Almost booed. Oh you can't do that. Nah, no, no. <laughs> Should we get onto that later?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's we'll gonna... leave, we'll leave that for later while the, you're sort of rolling mall of the media. We'll have to probably get online and see exactly how that has progressed. Yeah, Because that it... is that is just a massive tsunami of invective, <laughs> an against,
0: avalanche of outrage against <laughs>
1: All Hawthorne people and the hysteria surrounding Hawthorne homophobia and or lack of homophobia, or what is it? The defense of non-homophobia.
0: i what tell are, you what, mate, you sound confused. Is it homophobia? What you, is that? You need to sit down and watch the news to bring yourself up to speed. You, it sounds like it's all tangled in your head. It doesn't make sense anymore to you. So what you need to do is just plug in. And you at the same to, time... You need to start listening to what other people think.
1: And then at the same time, while some people are standing up for other people to be recognised... <laughs> Someone literally stands up Mm. to watch Gary Ablett take that mark, blocking the view of others, and is heralded as some kind of champion. (laughs) If you've ever been to a game and had someone stand up in front of you, it takes, you know, they're up for about 10 seconds. You're like, sit down, you punk. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in standing room, so I can't exactly complain.
0: Like, shut up. (laughs) Sit down, buddy. I guess the emotion takes takes over doesn't it I feel it will this podcast I'm sensing you're a bit angry you're a bit emotional this this particular episode it's unlike me it is and I want to explore it further I sound <laughs> like a psychologist <laughs> we need to get to some social media stuff first hey uh, mate you'd be you'd be pretty pleased with this iTunes have got a new review one from Jeremy Thomas who's written in and says love your work guys tuning in each week is a great way to enjoy a win and rebound from a loss thank you Jeremy that's very nice of you uh, 138 ratings now we're up to so who in our club's history Tiz, has managed exactly 138 games. I'm glad you asked. And you did ask. (laughs) Alan Goad, uh, described as a gutsy, tenacious on-baller, Goad was a premiership player in 1976, helped himself to two goals in the grand final win over North Melbourne, which I love to read that, Tiz. He fought for his spot and was very dependable when selected. I reckon I've got his uh, footy card at home. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well he, he spent uh nineteen seventy eight in the reserves in the end because he, he he sort of, you know, fell out of the seniors. But it didn't phase him at all because he went on to win the Gardener Medal, which the which was the BNF for the uh for the VFL. Probably the trying reserves, to get I back in say.
1: the probably trying to get back in the premiership lineup. But oh well, yeah. you know, he tried his
0: guts out, he wasn't deterred. He was like, No, I'm gonna have a decent crack at this. Uh these days he's a wholesaler of golf apparel. How do you find these things out? You know, what he's flogging. <laughs> Last I week think- we had Greg Deere, the accountant. <laughs> yeah, Greg Deere accounting. I'm pretty sure I, I got that one from, uh, I think there's a Hawthorne Past Players website. Oh, okay. So uh, that's where I got that one from. So uh, well done, Alan. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. You didn't come on the show. We just mentioned it. Uh, Luke McCabe, <laughs> a South Australian taken at pick 15 in the 1993 National Draft. You'd remember Luke McCabe, wouldn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. He was a back that, pocket. The best first round back pocket you'll ever find. <laughs> in nineteen ninety eight he was a runner up in our b and f placing only behind Shane Crawford after calling time on his career with hawthorne went on to be awarded the Jack ot medal for his best on ground performance in the two thousand and five sandford grand finals there you go, he found pretty good success in the end. he was very dependable luke McCabe he was apparently he didn't start out that way now I don't remember that bit, but he was uh much maligned by supporters in the beginnings well, i he- mean
1: it comes with comes with the draft pick number. I think but, it comes um, with the
0: territory being a back pocket as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mind you, I think they tried to push him up through the
0: midfield, uh, but he did make his name as a back pocket. So there you go. So well done to Alan Goad and Luke McCabe. 138 games for the Hawthorne Football Club. And uh, we turn to Twitter now at Hawk Talk Pod. Join the conversation. Join a great community that we're forming there. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hawk Talk Now we get stuck into the recap Geelong 17 11, 113, defeated Hawthorne. 13, 12, 90. It was a case of just things not always clicking for Hawthorne. We tried. We tried all day. I can't really fault the endeavour. but I just hate our come ball together. movement. Yeah, it is frustrating, isn't it? What's Isaac Smith doing? He's finding the footy, but he's not having a great impact. It's weird. It like, is It is. Strange. I thought he'd have it easier mm. with uh, Scully and with support, Henderson yeah, playing so well. The support around him. You'd suggest he'd be off the leash at some stage. But Scully found it hard. It's, yes, that's, that's true. Probably
1: <clears throat> that thing they talk about when you've had a few games back in, mm.
0: then the body has to start recovering as it keeps um, producing. Yeah, well it's almost like he peaked with the Saints game, he found his new height yep. and now he's come back down again and... Uh... He's got to keep on working. Uh, as I said, as with round four, that Saints game, I thought the endeavor was there, but it was the lack of polish and experience that hurt us in the end. One of our listeners, Nat, did really well to sum up the game after the final sire, and this is what he tweeted. Can't fault our endeavor. We just don't bat deep enough in the midfield with the current personnel missing. Turnovers in mid-third and red-time goals really killed us. Ben McAvoy is my favorite player, and there can't be too many better delisted free agency players ever than Rick Henderson. It's true that, absolutely true. One of our listeners, uh, Nick Rance, highlighted Henderson's game. In fact, his last four games, uh, round two, here's some stats for you. Round two, 29 touches, a goal. Round three, the same again. Round four, he backs it up with 25 touches and two goals. Round five, the game just gone, 33 touches and two goals. Nick continues, this guy isn't only dominating for Hawthorne, but he's one of the most informed players in the competition, and I love him.
1: Well, I think he had his highest disposals ever with 33. That's right, he broke his own record, yeah. So, you can't do much better against a very good opposition. A terrific midfield there. I mean, Selwood killed us all day. Mm. He was excellent. Uh, Did you notice something, actually? When uh, a Geelong player went to handball, much of the time they would leap forward and land on their chest in the act of handballing. <laughs> Is that so? Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. It's a very, because I guess they get further, like they get a greater distance from flinging their whole body weight through the handball, mm. but also it makes it terribly hard to impact the handball, yep. tackle, mm. and also um, you can get them high, or in the back. mm It's uh, something I noticed that we didn't adapt to (laughs) Uh, and it sort of made our tackling look terrible because even when we did get near them, they just leap and throw themselves in the act of handball.
0: I was going to say, is that what it was? Because I felt like our tackling was poor most of the day. We could not stick them. At one point, Isaac Smith made uh,
1: Dangerfield look like a superhero by his uh, broken tackle. Mm. But I guess that's his hand issue. Yeah, could be. I think there's a couple of players that might be playing under injury clouds there, judging by their uh, impact on the contest. uh, We just don't have the ability to send them to um, to the medical room. And wait for them to come back at the moment.
0: Well, that's it. Uh, it's something I mentioned last week. You know, calling for Clarko to swing the axe on, you know, two, three players. I'd, I'd, I'd say just... Cousins is an obvious one there. Oh, because he was the, the well ankle. below par. Yeah, yeah. And, and yet, and still managed... Still, well, we'll get to Nash. Just hold on a second. I know you're ready to <laughs> oh, go I with Nash. I just that in yeah. there. <laughs> no, hold your horses. I'm not letting you off that easily. I control the conversation around Nash this week. <laughs> Don't worry about that. No, Cousins, though, you bring up. I mean, he still had seven tackles. He led the way for us with tackles, Cousins. So, although he didn't really accumulate the footy like he normally does, he was trying. But you, you could posit that there was still that uh, niggling ankle issue from when he played the Saints. Well,
1: uh, six touches. I mean, that's well below well, he had what four, you'd expect. He had
0: four for most of the game. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. he only collected... Uh, didn't well, get
1: a touch on the, on the footy in the second quarter. Yeah, there you go. But uh, disposal efficiency, 100%. Only matched by um,
0: Connor. Don't even. And, no, uh, I knew you were going there, so just just hold on. I'm not, I'm not finished talking about yeah, Henderson. Right. We should mention he ran at 78.8% disposal efficiency. Henderson also plucked 10 marks. One of the goals he kicked was a miraculous effort from the boundary. That was great. That was an absolute gem. I mean, that was at a point of the game as well where, you know... We, we were making a comeback. And, yeah, we, we were looking to swing things our way and... Jeez, he stepped up, as he has done for the whole season. And he unselfishly passed to um, Lewis Mitchell in the goal square. Lewis Mitchell, jeez. I can't
1: believe BT buggered that up.
0: Look, it, it, I would say TB, but that has the wrong connotations. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. So, obviously, to you and I, over time, it's not really going to matter. It's just this funny thing that happened. I love how you fixed it. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I did actually, listeners, re-edit it. To make BT call it correctly. So if you jump on our Twitter at HawkTalkPod, you'll you'll find a clip there of. Isn't
1: that uh, what the six second delay is
0: for? <laughs> well, On broadcasting Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure uh, Live and free and inaccurate <laughs> Is Channel 7's slogan now uh, No, but but here's the thing like, We can have a laugh about it But I mean, the poor kid That's his first goal in AFL Yeah He wanted to be commemorated properly I mean, that's just That's not good enough from BT That's garbage I mean, for all the other stuff he does And we, we give him crap for that That's pretty bad I did enjoy Lewis's aggression mm. Yeah, the he had a real what crack did, He had
1: 10... Contested possessions. Yeah, 10 of his 14 possessions contested. And he played well
0: throughout the day. There didn't seem to be a dip in his efforts. Nope. Second and third efforts uh, with goal assists as well. Uh, At least two of his uh, efforts there translated into goals pretty directly, I felt.
1: So he was involved in 10 scoring involvements. Yeah, 10
0: scoring chains. uh, Along with Ricky Henderson, also 10. Mm, That's right. And uh, you'd have to reward him. With another game next week. I'm pretty sure they tell the players that they're
1: going to be in for a string of games. This is your opportunity. Mm. So that it's not, you know, this is your
0: only chance. Okay, yeah. Th- this is something we've posited in um, previous years. That they yep. get like a block of, and know, we saw that three with, four games.
1: We saw that last year with Lewis. Yep. Until he performed really, really badly. Mm. And he got dropped.
0: But we heard from uh, one of our listeners, Anastasia who uh, wanted to know what we think of Lewis Mitchell's performance out of 10. That is (laughs) actually what she wrote as a throwback to p That's good. Uh, What what would you rate it? Oh, what, a six and a half? Something like that? Yeah, I was going to go seven. Yeah, you
1: know, in a massive game like that. He hasn't hasn't had to produce on a stage like that before. Mind you, the crowd was tempered by there being no car parking, no public transport, and... It being an Easter Monday at three twenty—is that why they were booing? Do you think? Are we getting onto that? now? No, we're not
0: getting onto that now. <laughs> we heard from Alex, uh, who who actually uh, chimed in last week. He's back again at Hook Talk Pod. Hi from China again. It's just the Japanese who don't have the L sound oh, in their alphabet. Wow! He reminds us. So uh, anyone who listened last week, we've we've kind of been uh, corrected fairly savagely on that one.
1: <laughs> That's
0: fine.
1: Benny Hill was wrong. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Uh, great effort today. He continues considering our cattle. Caden Brand and Mitch Lewis were awesome, and then we heard from Wiley as well, who added thought Brand showed good body work and composure for a young guy in defence. So Brand had 11 touches and went for his marks, backed he, himself. Yep, loved it. Two great contested marks. Uh, he registered nine one percenters, which is fantastic. I think he led the uh, led the outfit in that. Uh, five of his touches were clangers though. So, probably need to clean that up considering he only touched it 11 times. Yeah, well, they did
1: have fairly good pressure um, in their forward 50 Geelong. They, they maintained did. that very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind you, having said that,
0: Sicily was making them look stupid at times. He so had an excellent game. He did. We heard from Justin at Hawk Talk Pod. Week in, week out, Sicily amazes me. The dude's only 186 centimetres, but plays like 196 centimetres. Yep. Also, with Scully on board, I think it's affected Morrison the most. He doesn't have any position anymore and has had zero impact this year. Let's start with Sicily. Quality and dependable the entire season to date. Uh, yet again on Monday, notching up 25 touches at 84% disposal efficiency. Eight marks, eight rebounds from defensive 50. Tis is he the best backman that we have at the moment?
1: He definitely is. 11 intercepts. And what he does do is he also attacks from defence. He sets up
0: our team beautifully. He does, yeah. He's so he's so critical in so many ways. Um, I'd love to, well, I don't think I have the stat at the moment, yeah, the score involvements. I think week to week he's involved in so much of our... Just- so he, he went off uh, with a blood rule at the end of the
1: first quarter and I think we conceded two goals to let them... How'd that happen? I didn't see that. Yeah, he got sent off with the blood rule. Didn't even notice. And uh, that meant that they were a point up for all our efforts at the end of the first quarter. Right, yeah. So, yeah, frustrating. But, uh, yeah, there is some... I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit better now.
0: <laughs> Scrimshaw looked all right. He didn't he
1: didn't drop his bundle.
0: He, he made a couple of blues in that first quarter, I remember. Should, really should have gone the fist in a couple of contests. That yeah. I think cost us those two goals that you're talking about but I mean that happens I mean he's, he's young it's so often the the tale with so many of these players where you look at these errors and they're not they're not glaring they're just little things that they will work on and they will get better at as time goes on Wingard pushed himself
1: into contests I think he mm. yeah he had 10 10 uh, contested possessions
0: Wingard yeah. had 10 contested possessions. Yeah, but okay.
1: uh, it indicates that he's just not making space. You know, he's mm. not being intelligent about how they're moving the ball. He doesn't really understand our ball movement yet. Yeah. I noticed a couple of times he's going <laughs> the same ball Luke Bruce is going to. who also mm. had a down day. I'm wondering whether they're both trying to play the same role. It does seem like it, yeah. And they're just getting in
0: each other's way. It's that forward line, mate. It's, uh, it's the thing that's not clicking at the moment.
1: Well, yeah, for all the efforts of the midfield, mm. it
0: just kept coming back so quickly. Yep. And Nash
1: seems to not know whether to jump or to stay down. Just or... hold
0: on a second. <laughs> what Are, to you le- Are you coming to that later? Just no, no. In we're front almost there. We're all... I'm dangling that carrot for listeners. Uh, I want to talk about Morrison, uh, seeing as Justin brought him up. Uh, Morrison looks a little lost out there, don't you reckon? He looks mostly invisible this year. What has happened? Because he looked so good last season, and he's he's not really been able to graze any of that form. Well, he's not a player that that wins his own ball.
1: Mm. Uh, So he's a receiver. Yep. And now we have better receivers than him, better options to receive the ball. That's true. So he's getting overlooked. And also they've given him a couple of run-with roles, just negating roles. And uh, it's not his go, I don't feel. Mm. I feel there's a few players out there who aren't playing in their best positions, but they're playing in those positions because better players than them are playing where they want to be. Hmm. Um. Could it be uh,
0: injuries a factor
1: in that as well? Well, that's the only mm. reason they're in the team, to be honest. Yeah. Otherwise, they fall back into the VFL. Mm. But uh, I'm not sure if that's clear what I said. But what I mean is, people like Nash. Mm. That's probably not his best position. Morrison's better better on the outside. Yep. And not running with someone. Hmm. But uh, we don't have someone who fills that role better than he can at the moment. Yep. And we don't want to. Push you know Scully in there where it's not his go exactly yeah because he's better than Morrison on the outside yeah so it's becoming a bit um, difficult for the coaches because some of these players won't be getting the development they need
0: yeah in the specific roles that we have in mind for them or, or what they're best suited to yeah
1: but of course they all need two roles
0: that's to true. stay in the lineup so yeah yep. got to be versatile. But we're seeing we're
1: seeing dips in confidence, and I think you're seeing dips in confidence in Nash, Morrison, Mirror to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, although he, I thought he did well for for his brief. Yeah, he did okay. Yeah, yeah. Very tough for him coming at the last minute. You're going from Stratton to to Mirror, and everyone's expecting Stratton like. Were they? I wasn't. Product, you know. <laughs> I was, very, I was very, immediately very, concerned. There was there was a little bit of heat on him online. No,
0: that's a and shame, and I can understand it, but you know. Well, you got to temper your expectations accordingly. I mean, I, uh, there was every chance that Stratton could miss. I was nervous it might happen, and it did, and then Mirror came in, and I thought, well, okay, here we go. We've conceded a bit here. You need Stratton. Stratton was awfully important uh, in terms of a loss.
1: But you can't have Gunner and
0: Smith and Wingard and Bruce down and expect to win. Well, that's right. There's a lot of star power that just uh, kind of went missing on the day, and that, that doesn't help. Uh, we heard from Andrew, this is something that, I feel, is a crucial issue as well. Andrew hit us up on Twitter, at Hawk Talk Pod. Is everyone else annoyed at how often we kick it to Poppy as our bailout kick? It's not his fault, but he's five foot nothing, or is it just me? It's well, that's an... a strategy. It's been a strategy for a long time. It has been, and it's an unsustainable game plan. Sometimes, every once in a while, it will work. We'll catch an, o- an opposition unawares, but it's just uh, so I... often two-on-ones on Poppy as well. Yes. Yeah. Um... We we just have... Uh. <laughs> well, we're trying to plug holes, but we can't. We're doing our best to, to No, I, I just everything. don't think the forward structure's right. I don't think it's correct. No. I think he needs to bite the bullet there. I think if McAvoy's now out... Which it seems like a hip injury for, I've heard, four weeks. Do we have anything concrete on that at time of recording? No, not yet. Okay.
1: But uh, you'd imagine it would be at least a week out. Yeah. So... It's going to make it tougher against Carlton. Although, they might still be drinking from the (laughs) win.
0: I mean, look, we can only hope because Hawthorne, as far as I can tell, is it's big boy or bust. We've already lost to Carlton in living memory now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, If we don't have McAvoy, I'm not sure what our game is, what our game plan is. Is it still up the line?
1: There's a fantastic contest between McAvoy and Reece Stanley. You had the athletic ability of Stanley. Yep. And then McAvoy... Just marking everything. Yeah. Incredible, incredibly good game for him.
0: Well McAvoy's been I, I can't emphasize it anymore. He's been one of our best all year and he's so essential. I think, you know, Mitch McAvoy, Henderson, O'Mira. <laughs> well, this is the other thing that worries me, if I could just jump ahead of my notes. It feels like we say we have the same rotating list of five players that are our best every week. Yeah. And we've got McAvoy, Sicily, O'Mira, Warple, and Henderson. It's any combination of those guys, whoever bobs up as our best on the day. And beneath them, yeah. (laughs) Uh, No one's breaking into that five anytime soon, (laughs) it seems like, which is a bit disappointing. Do you think this is, uh, I think uh, Ruffy was saying it, Mm -hmm. short-term pain really will pay off Mm. maybe 18 months. That's why I'm upbeat. uh, Ruffy echoes my thoughts on where we're at as a team. I, Doesn't it seem like we're trying to be too clever? Doesn't it seem like St no. Kilda and the teams that
1: are playing well, like Gold Coast and, well, they were, uh, are just playing this very simple
0: style, whereas we're trying to overthink things? No. no I, uh, what What's clever about, um, you know, two of our best players getting hamstring injuries? No, but I just you, think you know, our just... game plan is more
1: intricate than it needs to be. I feel like we can't get a runner-on
0: to inform these young players of where they should be and that how, might, they should, that might be more how they the should react to it. That might be more the point. I think there I think there are things to be tweaked with the game plan, but also you're dealing with players that... How many of these blokes have played over 20 games? Well, like, not, well I mean, we.
1: Ha- it's more 100 games for those midfielders. Well, okay, they need about 100 sure. games. So there's nobody, not even Amir, has
0: got 100 games. No, that's right. But this just feeds into my point, uh, you know... They're more prone to making these kinds of structural and, and, you know, strategic mistakes, especially when you don't have a runner out there and you don't have, you know, a captain and vice-captain, they're both on the pine. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to get inconsistencies. And... I don't know. At the moment, I think Ruffy's right. We we are looking at long-term gain. Well, Ruffy led, didn't he? Because uh, we missed mm. three shots in a row, and then Ruffy just said, give it to me and kick the girl. Showed yeah. them how it was done. I think Ruffy ended with, uh, again, over 90% disposal efficiency. So he's had a couple of good weeks strung together, yep, Ruffy. 92% disposal efficiency. Guy's a freak. So Hats off to Jared Ruffy. He's had a good season so far. Without going to be the... playing Ruck soon. It should well, be interesting. Well, yeah. It's going to be a tandem effort, I think, with, uh, I guess, Mitch Lewis you'd expect to play, And Segler. And Segler. And, uh, and Ruffy and the Ruck. Uh, now, going back to the whole, you know, kick it on Poppy's head thing, it'd really not, be nice to have some tall timber. Don't we have a tall Poppy? What do you, what do you mean, a tall Poppy? Well, I would have thought... Oh, that... someone had cut down. <laughs> Well, let's get into it, shall we? Let's talk about let's Connor Nash. Yeah, let's talk about Connor Nash. Let's draw it out. This is fun. <laughs> uh, Hayden hit us up at Hawk Talk Pod. Can't wait to hear Tiz talk up Nash's game on the podcast. <laughs> so off you go, mate. Obviously, played floor. injured. Uh, that... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> really? You're really going to do that? He got injured last week. Because his glutes. Someone, Bronx, cheered him. Oh, okay. No, now I don't like that. There's no need for that. We have a laugh on this podcast. It's just just a bit of fun. This is a bloke
1: who's 20. He's still learning the game. Exactly. I think he was hampered. I've never seen that lack of impact from him. Even in Mm. the tackle count, there's almost nothing. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he either needs a week off. I
0: I don't think confidence is an issue for that kid. You don't think? You've been talking up the the whole confidence aspect. I just think
1: that his role Mm. is too... Difficult for him at
0: the moment, at this stage. Okay. How would you define his role in that case? A small forward mm. who's over six foot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean by tall poppy. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just...
1: tell. Name me another one that could play that no, role.
0: No, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's a peculiar position to be in. Uh, but, I mean, look... You he doesn't say...
1: want to get in Mitchell Lewis's road. He doesn't want no. to get in Raffhead's road. he right. got to know where everyone is at the same yeah, time.
0: McAvoy's got to fly as well, yeah. so... Yeah, but he's also going to be competing with Poppy for the grand ball and exactly. Wingard circling as well. And Getting Bruce in might, everyone's way, Bruce Wingard. Might be down oh, my God. <laughs> I felt
1: sorry for Wingard at one point because I can see how
0: frustrated he is, mm.
1: but they're either not looking for him or...
0: Yeah, it hasn't hasn't quite worked out beyond that debut yet. It, but, uh, so If
1: he had had mm. some kind of summer season, yep. it, we would be looking a lot better now. We'd probably won another game. But um, that's fair to say.
0: Can we return we, to Nash, though? I no, mean, I don't think we can. No, no. I, I think mean, we're done. Zero touches to three-quarter time. I think Kept going, two- though. Kept going. That's determination the no. right there. <laughs> well, look, he had two tackles to three-quarter time as well. So he didn't touch the footy, but he was trying. But, I mean, come on. You say he needs a spell in the VFL. He's gonna, I think he he's needs a get spell one. of some kind. <laughs> he's going to get it Either one. he gets a rest... Or he goes back to the VFL. You, you surely, he, he can't tell me he'll be playing a small forward role in the VFL. Like. I don't know, mate. I don't, I don't know what Max Bailey's got planned for him. <laughs> Maybe that's it. But he might play on the wing. Who knows? But exactly. Wouldn't you love to see him on the wing? I would because that's how I saw him play for Box Hill. Exactly. So I didn't mind that. So couldn't we have him on the wing? Maybe.
1: Maybe. I mean, I if know. McAvoy comes out of that side, can we tell him that he can mark it above his head, do you think? Or? <laughs> Is that all he needs? He just needs permission. I don't know. Maybe he really is the tall Poppy. We know Poppy famously nearly turned me down for a photograph at the the Peter Crimmins night. Famously. Well, I've mentioned it. (laughs) Uh, Nearly turned me down for a photograph, even though everyone around us in the foyer was getting photographs with the players because the MC had said, please don't approach the players for photographs. Oh, okay. So he takes things very literally. Now, if you're tall Poppy... Uh, idea mm. is correct. Mm. Perhaps he is very, very, you know, focused and oh, okay. will step
0: outside the bounds of his brief. Right. So he replicates that kind of mindset. I see. I see. Um, surely he doesn't get a game this week against Carlton. You can't. Come on, it's reward. Carlton. I if know there's it's Carlton. one team, mate. You cannot you can back a guy, guy for. I know Ross you, I, is hammering down the door, I know you Henry care Han about. Would be good. You care about the Nash Jenkins medal. I know you do. Yeah, well, he's playing S A N F L. Well, he Jenkins. Is, That's right. Yeah, he yeah. was dropped. Uh, someone asked us. I don't quite have their uh, Twitter username here. I won't pick well, up my phone. Defi- oh, you defined it for him online. What? No, there's no, it's a, it's a different listener. I was asked just before we hit record. In fact, uh, who's leading? Who's leading the Nash Jenkins medal? And I can tell you that's Jenkins with four goals. Nash has two. Mm-hmm. And uh the question in fact was where Lewis is in relation to all this. And now Lewis has won, which was a true Joe the goose as well. Uh so <laughs> look, it is traditionally just competed between Nash and Jenkins. So I think we'll keep it as that. I don't think Lewis has yeah. a big business in that No, tally. I, I think Lewis is an obvious 200 game leading forward. Exactly. He does he's not even in the in the conversation with the Nash Jenkins medal. Let's just leave him out of that. And I think I think uh, given adequate time in
1: um, Nash will be better than Jenkins in the long run. Rehash Nash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. What was the other hashtag that I did not take to? It wasn't trash Nash, was yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, well, let's not go there. I think that was uh, from one of our long-time listeners, Al. Who <laughs> it did make me crack up. But uh, I think the less of that, the better. We don't want to be. Uh, we don't want to be those those supporters that boo their own teams. Look, the um, the upside on Nash. You is just massive. ignored that. I was trying to get into the ablet stuff. <laughs> okay, now we'll move on. Go on, what were you going to say? I just think there's real
1: upside in Nash. And, of course uh, there is. he needs encouragement. He doesn't well, need the Bronx
0: cheering of some frustrated little Hawthorne fan. Well, there is lots of upside because, it, it, look, this all sound like uh, criticism. It's not really. It's, it's very genuine confusion and bewilderment. Like, sincerely, how does a guy that tall... Uh, with that kind of athleticism, just not touch the footy for three quarters. How did that even happen? Exactly. I mean, it's not all at his feet. It's it's going to change eventually. You'd hope. I think it can change. Uh, what he can't do next week is play against Carlton. He just can't. They're too good. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but you can't reward right, well, that. Well, who, who are you Who are you going to reward well, out of the AFL? Well, well, now that they is, lost, that is the question. I don't have an answer for you. We're a bit low on personnel at the moment. So, Miles would be the obvious one
1: putting his hand up for a role.
0: That's right, yep.
1: Taya Miles, we've seen him before. He's played off the wing, played a halfback flank, back pocket. Mm-hmm. Seems to have really upped his game this year in the VFL. Would you give uh, Dylan Moore another look? Possibly would. I didn't... He got a goal on the weekend, didn't he?
0: Well, I'm not necessarily, you know, admittedly not basing that on terrific form. Just the just the sense that if Nash indeed does come out, and you want to to plug that with a small forward, then you've got Dylan Moore waiting, proven goal sneak. All these changes in our lineup just hampers us every week. Well, it does, but a lot of them have been out of our control. I mean, you have got McAvoy out almost certainly, and we don't know for how long. At the time of recording, it's uh, it's a difficult year in that regard. So we lost to Port Melbourne mm. uh, on Saturday. 24 points of margin in the end, something like that? Uh, 12-17, 89 Mm.
1: to 8-17, 65. (laughs) Okay, well, that'll do it. Quite inaccurate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Taylor Miles kicked two with Boucher, Segler chipped in for a goal. Uh, Hanrahan kicked a goal and Dylan Moore kicked a goal.
0: Mm -hmm. So did Jack Ross. Well, Hanrahan had 17 touches as well, and good to see Glass back. Wasn't he in doubt for some week? I thought he was, but... I think he got injured last week, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did, but he was back in the side. Uh, Port Melbourne, they they drilled the first four goals of the game, and, uh, well, doesn't that just make it tough? <laughs> it, it does, yeah.
1: So, but we didn't have a player get above 20 disposals, so we were pretty mm. pretty well down. Yeah. That's on a bit our unusual. Output, yeah. Yep.
0: Anyway, so there's not much really to come out of there. No, again, we're looking a bit thin in our uh, in our stocks to to fill up our senior side if we want to make changes, and we do because we have to. <laughs> it's just a fact of life, really. So, do you think Harry Jones might get a look, or yeah, possibly? I, I mean, mean, if Cousins is actually injured, yeah, exactly. We could could pull the trigger on Jones. Could switch things around again and bring in more. Uh, Taylor Miles
1: obviously knows the system a little bit better than Jones would. Um, Dylan Moore's there. Yeah, it's all looking. And of course, um, Shuey kicked no goals, three behind. So he's still out of touch. He won't be fit enough for AFL. Jackson Ross kicked one goal, one off four
0: touches. It just feels like the uh, the boat sprung a leak or five. And uh Yeah, if we, we've if only got so
1: s- Carlton gonna be an easy beat. There's they've got another thing coming, I no, think. No, that's
0: right. We've only got so many so many fingers to sort of plug those holes while while the water seeps through. Yeah. Uh we're, Well we're, done for avoiding the word dyke. Yes. <laughs> we're uh we're just uh holding it all together here at Hawthorne and uh, we'll see how we go against <laughs> Carlton. Uh Dyke, that's that seems like some sort of um homosexual slang there, it is. Epithet. Yeah, well, it's been a subject of much controversy. Don't don't boo anything surrounding anything uh, of that nature, though. Even if it happens to be hate speech, don't don't be caught booing. I mean, he didn't write it, so it's not hate speech, is it? Or I so su- I suppose he. Was... Well, okay, we want to split. He, he
1: disseminated it more. If you, than like perhaps split, he shouldn't.
0: if you would like to split hairs, he approved of hate speech. Yeah. Okay. okay. So
1: we don't want to overstate it, but do you honestly think
0: that that was the cause of Gary Ablett being booed? I think it was somewhat of the cause. Uh, how much, we'll never know, because that is the nature of booing. You can't survey people after the game. Yeah, well, he's been being booed since uh, 2011. Well, I would... You know, argue- do you remember
1: when he went down to the category? After he turned coded to Gold Coast, they booed him incessantly. It's quite ridiculous. Yeah, it's weird how the shoe is on the other foot now. I love watching Gary. but bet he has elements to his game that I can't stand.
0: Well, I, I diverge there. From you as a fan. I think he's perfectly good to watch. Oh, no, I love it.
1: I love watching Gary. I've gone to see Gold Coast, (laughs) Melbourne at the MCG, and Gary got injured in the first minute by Todd Viney, and I was so angry (laughs) because I had my my Gold Coast um, little vest on underneath from my (laughs) Melbourne supporting mates. Bloody (laughs) Melbourne won. That was awful. Yeah, but he mules for free kicks, you know. He does a bit.
0: Okay, I'll give you that.
1: And remember that incident where... um, our original Mitchell, Mm. Sam, (laughs) and uh, Hodgie, somehow Gary got a free kick in the forward 50, and they're like, oh, can't touch Gary. Can we? (laughs) Oh, it's Gary. I forgot. (laughs) Different rules. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that's definitely true still. Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, It started last year, though. If we're talking about Hawthorne supporters booing Gary, he staged for a free kick in last year's game.
0: The the reason... the reasons are diverse. Exactly. Like, you can't just pin it down on one thing. Yeah, it's the kind of diversity he abhors. It, it hasn't stopped it from being a news story inexplicably. We uh, we actually just uh, saw a few, a few things online just as uh, we sat down to record. and <laughs> It is unbelievable. Something about it, Stephen Hawking commented on it being referred to as a, as a matter of integrity. or oh, the, the in-
1: Did you know they had an integrity department? Oh, the AFL. Do they? Oh,
0: okay. No, sorry, I wasn't clear about
1: that. No, no, that's how they find people to insert into positions at St Kilda.
0: (laughs) Right, that's how it's done. Yeah. Wouldn't you love... It's an academy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you love to be the bloke who got, you know... All right, mate, we've got this job for you. We need fixing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's just, you know, as part of your role here at the Integrity Department of the AFL, here's your brief. We (laughs) want you to stop people
0: booing Gary Ablett. Um, for the rest of the season. And that person's too scared to ask, how in the bloody hell am I going to do that? So they just go, okay. <laughs> He's also booed for the fact that how on earth did he even get to the Geelong?
1: Yeah. Motlop was never worth that first round pick that mm-hmm. Gold Coast eventually got. Absolutely ridiculous. Everyone falls over hand and heels for this fella and he just, I mean, so what? He provides a few highlights, but I can boom as much as I like. God. They booed him down at Geelong like you wouldn't believe. The only time yep. they clapped him was when he kicked that goal from the boundary line and they'd heard he might be coming back because Gold Coast was so crap. <laughs> so they were 100 points up
0: and they bothered to clap that's him. That's right. That's Remember right. That? They are leading a campaign to get uh, him back at the category. So
1: that, that was on the front of the Geelong Advertiser
0: yep, for about it was. four years. Yeah. So if you're booing Gary Ablett, you're not being racist, it's fair to say. Why not? You might be a different colour to Gary. Largely, you would say, as he's a white man... <laughs> In terms of demographics, it's probably not based in racism, Can right? we not just not some pantomime booing every now and again? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But this is a case where there's no news story at all. Is it just... You can't... Man, man booed at MCG. If yeah. we talked about this Opta every Stadium, week... Optus Stadium. Can you imagine <laughs> oh if this was gosh. a thing at Optus Stadium? Remember oh when Hodgie went gosh.
1: over there after being caught drink driving? Yeah. yeah. And they were offering him
0: beers over the fence and booing him incessantly. If if we made this a news story every week, we'd be talking about nothing else. There's nine games around. I mean, the, you would just have the media would just be falling over themselves. There'd be nothing else in the news cycle. But should we be booing this player? And the biggest fact is Gary didn't care. Played a fantastic game. Well, provided I ha- the highlight of the game. <laughs> I happen to think uh, it's he's it, got a bit of the uh, Daryl Strawberries from The Simpsons about him. So he's he's secretly shedding a tear. I think he does care. You think he cares? But you know what? I don't care if he cares because no, that's, be- that's what we do. We go there to show our passion within yeah. reason. And I think booing a player, whether it's for something that he faved on social media that was problematic, or whether it's just because he's in the wrong colours, <laughs> these are fair enough reasons that happen every single week. Or that you think it might put him off. If he's lining up for goal, of course you're ranting and raving and doing what you can. Because that's... I can't wait for the kick after the siren when you're not allowed to boo. Oh my god, I can't believe this is even we're even discussing. Anyway, anyway, yeah, let's forget this because Gary will be
1: fine. Hmm. You know, down at the Cadery, they've all come together. All the blokes are rallying behind him. No matter how uncomfortable that makes him feel, (laughs)
0: he'll be fine. (laughs) Did did you see? You had two in there. You said the players came together, which I (laughs) didn't mean that, but you had two for the price of one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can see the smirk on your face. That won't be liked, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, I mean, the reason we bring it up, we, we had a few tweets I just checked before that people are asking us to talk about it. And uh, I, I just, what is the world coming to? Because Tizzle vouch for this. I'm, I'm in favour of like the, the new wave of PC. I quite like being nice to people, but. You, you can't boo Gary Ablett at the footy. Yeah. And, and, and and sorry. You like what? it until it impacts your freedoms. It's, well, yeah. Well, I mean, but also the point is, I'm sorry. They also, what are they, they going to do
1: about it? They also tar you with the worst brush. Yeah, it's true. As soon as they have any, they'd never give you the benefit of the doubt. Mm. If you say something that you probably shouldn't have said or you've misspoke, it is tantamount to heresy. Well, that is that is the
0: age we're living in, yeah.
1: And everyone overreacts, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Second chances are very hard to earn <laughs> in, the, in the climate we're living in. Yeah, unless you're Gary. Anyway. <laughs> okay, well, we'll move on uh, from that ridiculousness. Uh, I mean, it, Hopefully, it does, the
1: game it... on Wednesday night kills that whole thing. Have they not got enough to talk about?
0: Well, I hope so. I, I, I just hope that it puts it to bed. Because, you know, what? it's actually reminding me of... Uh, you know how I put a call out for new wacky rules? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, there was someone... And I apologise, listener, whoever you were. I, I don't have your your info at hand. But uh, there was someone who suggested that we award goals based on uh, crowd noise. Oh, so, like, wow. In, yeah, you have like a noise or a cheerometer that if a player kicks a goal, uh, and then like the home crowd gets it up to a certain level of like decibel, mm-hmm. then they're added they get bonus score from it. Oh well, this is very similar to my worm theory. Remember how mm. they used to have the worm for the election
1: uh, yes. debates? yeah, debates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should totally have that for umpiring decisions. <laughs> Uh, yes. Everyone at home gets to turn the worm, you know. <laughs>
0: turn the worm. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. But I think, what, is, is Hawking proposing a similar thing be introduced for, for booze? So if it gets too loud, your team gets penalised. Everyone hush, okay? Just keep it quiet. <laughs> Just keep it. They're lining up for goal. I know I know it was a bad umpiring decision. Yeah,
1: Oh, it'll be great because uh, it'll, they already have the rule. Uh, yep. Everyone boos and suddenly the umpy will go, too far, too far. Yep. And that whole
0: you know that thing where he rotates his yes. hands over one another and yep.
1: uh, it'll be given back to the opposition.
0: No, so it won't be that. It'll be a clear index finger in the ear. Okay, that'll be the signal for too loud, too loud, too passionate. <laughs> hey, we laugh, but uh, some of the things the AFL's pulling... I mean, look why we're talking about it. It's not that ridiculous. All right, so how are we going to... Make everything right with the world. <laughs> Just need to win, mate. That's so, that's all we need to do is we need to get that, get the four points. So Bolt gathers up the cans
1: and the the mm. drinking paraphernalia from the Carlton rooms and <laughs> says, everyone on the bus, we're off to the airport to go to Tassie, and yeah. the boys go, oh,
0: okay. You know <laughs> he he very quietly tips into the recycling because he doesn't want to you know wake anyone. But they're still up, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they're still partying. <laughs> uh look, we one hundred and one. <laughs> we really uh not only do we really need this win, we probably should get it, yeah. Well
1: um they've got one of the best contested marks in the league, apparently, with Mackay. He's been a shining light for
0: them this season, yeah. They got Walsh. Mm hmm. They got that fellow fella that
1: never really does anything at the back, but is really good. weedring that's it. Okay,
0: yeah, you're making me a bit nervous now. Yeah. Might have jumped the gun a bit. And they got Crips. Not going to find it easy. No. See, I-, I don't think Hawthorne at present is that bad, but I know how far we I mean, I'm to... glad it's in Tassie. That's... Let's just put that <laughs> yes, out there. Yes, that's, that's true. Okay, if this was at any hat, I wouldn't be going. Yeah, well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it might it might get pretty bad. But you know, I, I, I just I know how much better Hawthorne can be and that uh I know that Hawthorne would destroy Carlton. This yeah. one yeah, get us get us on any given day and, and you'll probably roll us at this stage. Because I don't know. I don't know what what we're good for at the moment. I don't know I don't know what guarantees there are around this Hawthorne outfit at this stage. Well there are
1: no guarantees. There are no guarantees across the whole league. If you tipped... Well, yeah. If you tipped, you were bound to do less than the people who didn't enter their tips this week.
0: <laughs> it's probably true.
1: A team's yeah. got seven of the nine. So if you forgot to tip, you're a winner. <laughs> I should keep that in mind the for average, my multi. The average was
0: like four. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: And that includes the people
0: who didn't tip. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> well, what's your tip, mate? Are you thinking that we get over the top of Carlton? Oh, I think so. I think they'll have, uh, you know... Drunk their own bath
1: water, mm-hmm. think they're better than they are, but it's going to take an effort, and uh, Clarko will need to find some way of getting past them. But they're, you know, they're not that good.
0: He does acknowledge Clarkson, as I referred to before, uh, that we're still searching for our best way to mould the Ford line in 2019. This is a quote: "We're searching for what our Ford mix should look like. Some of that has to do with the Fords themselves. Some of that has to do with the way we're moving the footy." So he acknowledges a a key deficiency of our game at the moment. And, uh, I mean, why delay? We can work on it against Carlton. If there's going to be a team that might afford you the luxury to start tinkering and start trying different things, without going crazy, of course, this could be the week. Let's start working on it this week. Well, it's just underperforming. And Mm. uh, if it does click, we could whop them.
1: But Mm. because the threat is is incredible with some of those well, players. Well, Each of them can kick five.
0: Well, the forward line's not struck down by injury. You've got a relatively healthy forward line. If if we play them the way that we want... I mean, Ruffy can kick a bag. You've got Gunston, Bruce... Chris Scott would have been smiling Wingard. when he saw Gunston line up off the
1: half-back flank.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. Well, we had no choice. And people were down on Gunston yesterday. You know, some of our listeners saying, oh, he's... He's been out of sorts. It's because he has to be Mr. Fix-It. You know, Stratton goes out of the team. That instantly changes everything. Yeah, there's a bit of whack-a-mole about the team. That's the hope. Hawthorne, <laughs> at its best, will create a whack-a-mole dilemma for other teams. I mean, that I don't have to run through the list of names that like I just did through our forward line. I think it's plainly evident that we can be dangerous. We've got a dangerous forward line on paper. It's just not really coming together at this stage. So Carlton are still younger on paper than we are. Yeah, I'm not shocked to hear that. Do
1: you reckon we can see Harry Jones? That could be fun.
0: Yeah, fine. I mean, there's space for him. Give him a sniff. Yeah. Not a bad place to debut down in Tassie. Well, as we've famously uh, discovered on this podcast, the team likes to do that. They do. And, I mean, he's heralding that there might be a couple of changes there, Clarko. Yeah, some people asking that Mirror go straight. Well, assume, I mean, if Stratton's good, Mirror goes out. If Stratton's good, yeah, if Stratton's out, good to go, yeah. Mirror's out, yeah. So, Although he has been used to the swing man in the past, so, mm-hmm.
1: but I doubt that will be the case. Mm. And uh, Segler will have to come in. Yep. So, straight in for McAvoy. There's already two changes. Yeah. So, as soon as you start making more than two, your odds in winning and drop dramatically. Yes, as so. we know,
0: yeah. What about Shields and Burgoyne? There's talk that at least one of them might be right well, be, this week. Well, they'll both be tests. Yeah. Do you risk them? Who do we have? Well, we have Melbourne well, the following week. No, yeah. no, you don't risk Burgoyne. No, no. You don't risk a 36-year-old, just for the sake of it. Yeah. Uh, we have Melbourne the following week, then GWS.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, in, the next two weeks in Melbourne. winnable.
0: Yep. Both in Melbourne, those. So You win this game, you're three and three.
1: I mean, there's one game between second and thirteenth. Anything can happen. This is my
0: cause to be optimistic. Um, three and three for the kind of adversity that this team's facing right now is not actually that bad. And and the things you know we're seeing with uh, you know Lewis for the one game he's played this year, we want to see more of him. And if that keeps up, well, brilliant. Uh, Warple Warple has quietly become so critical to the team that it's almost, it's not news anymore, which is a damn shame because that kid can go. Yeah. I mean, he is so good. Uh, And, and, you know, a a couple of youngsters besides that. I mean, we're setting up for, uh, whether it's this year or 2020 or even beyond that, there are good things happening with the club right now. And three and three wouldn't be a bad place to be in considering all that's been thrown at us this year with, you know, starting with Mitchell and it's continued from there.
1: Can I just point out that Warple only played seventy one percent game time Ooh. so hes still being managed yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it's interesting, uh, he's still getting great numbers in spite of that, yeah, twenty four touches or something cousins played seventy six percent game time mm-hmm. morrison sixty six yeah, that would indicate that morrison wasn't wasn't favored in that first half, I mean he only had two touches to half time Morrison, yeah, so these these boys that probably would have been scheduled for a rest.
0: They're not getting it. There's a lot being asked of far too many right now. Well, the youngsters. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. Hardwick's turning into a really good player as well. He is. He is. Yeah. Understated actually. Hmm. It's, uh just gets the job done. Yeah, exactly right. So that's why I'm 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 buoyed by that. I, I have a bit of optimism about me. Have, have I changed your mind, Tiz? Are you feeling a bit better? Not really. I'm terribly frustrated. <laughs> We've got all these fantastic players in the forward
1: line and none of them can kick a goal.
0: Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? And Lewis looks the best. Well, I'm happy with that. (laughs) Yeah, but come on. Yeah, no, you make a fair point. I suppose. Do you you not think that it's a little bit too intricate, the game plan? Do you not think it could be? There was certainly um, quite a few times, I thought, uh, with that Easter Monday clash that we blatantly overused the ball. I didn't really understand why no one was having a shot for goal, especially when, you know, the margins pushed out to five goals. Yeah, Have a crack. Go deep. Push it as far as you can in the hopes of scoring something. (laughs) Crawl our way back there if you can.
1: Although there were a couple of times where they did kick long and just came straight back, went round the boundary, and well, Geelong yeah.
0: kicked an easy goal. So I can... Well, I, I don't... Yeah, You You, make you don't want to point. be one of those
1: kick it, kick it! So you took the words out of my mouth. But, I don't
0: want to be one of those people. But,
1: uh, yeah. I can I can see it forming. I can see it coming together. Yeah. And
0: for glimpses, you can see how good this team can be. hmm But, it's um, It's baby steps, and... Shock, horror, you look pretty good when your best team's out there. And, and but it's I guess, not at the moment.
1: I guess I feel like I know that there's going to be some top-end talent fall off this list. Mm. And I want the youth, the middle-aged talent, the Amiras yep. and the Mitchells, and I want the the overages, And I think Burgon will definitely be gone. Yep. But uh, can Ruffy hang around with Frawley for a
0: little bit longer mm. so that we can have another tilt? Yeah, well, I mean, these are all pretty important hypotheticals that we'll find the answers to as the weeks continue on. I mean, at this stage, I'd be saying I don't want them to go round again, but I don't know. My position on that could change. Did completely. you see me chuck up a poll? My poll was, just very
1: simplistically, Noah Anderson or Love the Club Play to Win.
0: <laughs> okay. Meaning what? Can you, can you clarify those options? Uh, obliquely, should we tank for <laughs> Noah Anderson, who only
1: just... <laughs> His father, Greg, only just missed out on 100 games, Mm. uh, in which case he would be father-son, and he looks terrific. Mind you, we can father-son Finn McGuinness. Yes. So, I mean, we could have both. Why not both? Why not both? The old El Paso philosophy. And you can learn from losing as well as winning. Yes, So there's always that. Mm -hmm. Can you tank to be a better club? Does that work?
0: Have you seen Melbourne this year?
1: I mean, I'm thinking Collingwood late 90s into three successive grand finals that they... Was it two successive grand finals that they lost? Well, Well, there's your answer, I would have thought. uh, Yeah. Mind
0: you, Brisbane did win those three, and they seemed to be. (laughs) And they made a fourth. Speaking of, have you heard the latest that uh, Damien Barrett's a knob? Is that the latest? Well, not quite is it? <laughs> I shouldn't say it's news per I se. I've always it's known been affirmed it. by <laughs> been affirmed by AFL great. <laughs> Barrett is knob. Sources were plentiful before that, but now we've had Hodge come out and say it. And uh, indeed, Barrett's confirmed it himself, so that's nice of him. He wrote an article that, uh, you know, I I did bother to read it, and there were lots of backhanded things and not actually saying sorry to Hodge. He's very Uh, good at the verbiage. He was very good at the verbiage. I think the one slip-up he made, though, was in text to be published on the internet to exist for all time, admitting he's a knob. I wouldn't do that, but he has. Okay. And I think that once and for all confirms it, don't you think? <laughs> I think that confirms he's a knob. So I there you think, go. given the amount of material
1: he has produced, mm. no one will even find that knob again. <laughs> I think it's one of those knobs you instantly forget. <laughs>
0: if you produce that amount of material, then... <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to format it appropriately. <laughs> I saw someone... No, it doesn't matter. No,
1: come on, what? I saw someone on Twitter bugger up the if-then format. Oh, no. Instant
0: unfollow. <laughs> 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 I've asked it before. I'll ask it again. I don't... Do you reckon Barrett's seen Sliding Doors starring Gwyneth Paltrow? I don't think he has. I don't think he has. Just just put in the mail, mate.
1: <laughs> Attention, D. Barrett. <laughs> AFL. It'll get to him. He'll probably mention it.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, ludicrous news stories, um, what about uh, Franklin to uh, Hawthorne? Is that still going? <laughs> is that going still around? going? Yeah, yeah. Did you see, I think it was, uh, it might have been Tom Brown uh, actually asked Longmire yes, yep. about the rumours surrounding yeah. Buddy Franklin. Can you believe in the weeks between our podcast, this is actually blown up? But in the same minute.
1: Hmm. So he asked Longmire, Longmire just stares daggers at him. <laughs> And says, yeah. what do you reckon, mate, basically? Yes. And he said, would you run with that? And Tom Brown had the temerity, having asked the question already, mm. to say, no, I haven't run with
0: it. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I mean... He's a special boy. Hats off to you, Tiz, because I'll give you credit. I think you were a great component <laughs> in that machine that propelled that story to the mainstream. <laughs> Weren't you? You uh, you did your best, didn't you? I just enjoyed the absolute ridiculousness
1: of it. <laughs> of it. It made it. It made it all the. It made it
0: all the way
1: to Tony Shaw. Is that where you're going?
0: No, to, to the Sydney coach. Someone asked the coach about it. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> so well done to you, Tiz. You played your part. Jeez. <laughs> You know I was annoyed by it, but I gotta say now I'm impressed. So well done. His girlfriend oh his wife came out against it
1: too. Denied that they they'll be going anywhere. Uh, well. Which um which if I were buddy, mm. I'd be like, Well is that right? <laughs> we know who wears the pants.
0: <laughs> uh look, mate. Uh gotta to get to the rants, I think.
1: Oh. This ho- this whole pod feels like it's been one long rant. You wanna skip it then? No, no. No, you need to rant the blues or we'll bloody
0: lose. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> no, we have to avoid that. It's the last thing I want to hear. I have, don't tell me I have to go We're through the whole round again. the team again. that yeah. always lets you down. <laughs> Mate, I'm so sick of Sunday afternoon games. I'm so sick of going through an entire round to wait for Hawthorne. Is oh, it Sunday AVO again? It's Sunday AVO again, 320.
1: What, even in Tassie? Yeah, oh even goodness. in Tassie. Imagine trying to travel
0: to that. Yeah, well, I was going to. Good luck. (laughs) All right, let's get it underway, eh? (laughs) I've ditched the rhyme scheme this week because, frankly, you don't even deserve it, Carlton. You're not even a real AFL team. You're just some washed-up Hawthorne Football Club tribute act. And it starts all the way from the top. You've got Andrew Russell, Cameron Bruce, John Barker, Brendan Bolton, all that IP and you still can't get it together. What a joke of an organisation. And honestly, I have to take aim at the staff because I look at the playing list and I have no idea where to begin. I mean, Maddie Cruz is tall, so I guess that makes him the biggest loser. You've got too, too many Sylvani's there. petrevsky satan sounds like an autoimmune disease. I'm sorry, but the results are back and I'm afraid the diagnosis is... Petrovsky season, You have three months to live. Basically, Blues fans, these randoms just don't measure up to the mighty fighting Hawks. This Sunday afternoon, Tassie will serve up further proof that you've got a team of no-names, and we've got the Caden brand power. Interesting prediction there, Nick. Nash to kick the winner. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly listeners now know the rant was pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's pre-recorded, Chief. No, well, well, yeah, well, you've got me there on the technicality, <laughs> haven't you? So, well done. Uh, look, that'll just about do it for the, uh, for the Hawk Talk podcast. Hey, okay. hey, 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 oh, okay. hey, hey. All right. listen, what?
1: you still got the Friday night game wrong last week. Oh, Congratulations, Port Adelaide paid out excellently. Yeah. No one could have seen that coming. No. In fact, such a terrible result was it for Adam Simpson mm. that he blamed the surface for his injured players. Is that right? Well, I think he did it the week before. Right. But uh, it's becoming an issue, apparently. Right. Um, Even though they have the shortest injury list in the AFL. Hmm. And no journo picked him up on it. So, Port Adelaide are going around again on Friday night.
0: Okay, okay. Against North. All right. So? I think I throw up my TV at that point. (laughs) I I think I... Smash anything capable of streaming the game too. Uh, what? Well, so you want you want tips? Is that the first game of the round? Is it? No, no. We start on
1: Wednesday this week. Oh, that's right. For yeah, the, yeah. Well, For the pre-Anzac day. Okay.
0: Well, what one was so, that? Again, all right. So? I'll give you the teams. Yeah, okay, the right? yeah, First team
1: it. mentioned is the home team.
0: All right, so just uh, just to remind listeners if they're new to this, uh, Mason's Multi, that's what we're in now. Uh, Mason's Multi is the game in which I gamble very responsibly and uh, place $1 on uh, tipping the entire round correctly, which uh, this, of all seasons, seems impossible. Have you ever won? I've never won. Yeah, correct. I've come close, and by close I mean Sunday. <laughs> Sunday's series <laughs> You've got of games. through to Sunday. I got through to Sunday, okay. so it's not looking good.
1: Usually, Friday night. Nothing.
0: It's no. gone. Fr- Friday night is the, is the cursed evening. Whatever I tip, listeners, feel free to go the other way because you will be correct. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Richmond, Melbourne. Ah, uh, it's got to be Richmond. Essendon, Collingwood on Anzac Day. Yep. Uh, Essendon, Port North. It's played. Uh, it's played in Adelaide, isn't it? Yes. I'm going to tip Port. Suns, Brisbane. Ah, uh, ooh. It's a Q-clash with a bit of spice, isn't it? Q-clash. <laughs> uh, anything to promote the game up there, Tiz. Uh, Couldn't they just call it a clash
1: and spell it with a Q? <laughs> oh,
0: that hurt my brain, <laughs> thinking of how that
1: looked. <laughs> um, uh, Brisbane. Would it be closh, <laughs> Like squash, if you did that. Anyway, okay, Brisbane. Um,
0: St Kilda, Adelaide. Oh, St Kilda. Wow. They're playing well enough at the moment. Okay. I don't like it any more than anyone else, but they are. Sydney, GWS? GWS. Dockers, Dogs. Uh, Dockers. And now Sunday's game, Hawthorne, Carlton? Hawthorne. Do we get a margin? Uh, 10 points. The old Ash Brown, <laughs> doing it again. And Cats-Eagles, last game of the round, 440. Jeez, oh, they might have saved the best till last year. That, that should be a ripping game. Uh, down at the down at the Cattery. Very much so. Um, Hawkins playing, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> we'll go the Cats. Because uh, if that happens to be the one where, lo and behold, if I make it through to the to the final game and the Cats lose, I'll still be happy.
1: <laughs> well, you've already got you've already picked North to win on. Oh no, you picked, but oh.
0: you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, all right. That, <laughs> you're forcing me to change my tip, but I'm not going no, to. No, no, I'm not. i going no, no. to. No. I've committed to port now. If North win on Friday, that is a joke. By the way, this week I bought my badge for
1: uh, Jack Scrimshaw. Wore it proudly. Yep. And where is it now? On, on my scarf. Okay, good. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. What do you think we're going to end up? I don't know. Now, I was sitting behind the uh, interchange bench on, on Monday. hmm And, uh, geez, some of the boys were tired when they were coming off. Yep. In that last quarter. They'd spend everything. There's a lot of effort to come back. Mm-hmm. Shows good spirit. Maybe we don't have too much to worry about. If only Clarko could just send the bloody game plan. Yep. I mean... Uh,
0: <clears throat> well done, Clarko. <laughs> I don't feel like you've made much progress this podcast through <sighs> your emotions. Uh, you haven't pushed past much, but... That's all right. We live to fight another day. We have Carlton at UTAS on Sunday afternoon, and uh, it should be an entertaining contest. Yeah, I can't wait to see Segler as a roaming forward. All right. All right. Well, I guess we back us in. (laughs) Yeah, we're not losing to Carlton again. (laughs) Quick social media roundup before we go. iTunes, uh, we've got 138 ratings. Get on there, rate and review us as Jeremy Thomas did. We thank him again for the lovely review. Uh, Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. Join the conversation and join the great community we're building there. Possibly going to live tweet at Tiz. No promises. Never know what's going to happen. But yeah,
1: because you might pick the
0: wrong pub again. That's right. Yes. See, you knew where I was going with that. <laughs> Not a chance. I'm never going back to the Albion Charles. Everyone snubbed the <laughs> Albion Charles. Uh, Find us on Facebook as well Facebook.com slash Pod. Who, Who says Hawks fans can't let
1: bygones be bygones
0: And on that note we are a happy team at Hawthorne
1: Yay Timmy